0: welcome all to the collective culture podcast this is nina your host as always and today i'm very excited because i'm not alone i have a recent new member of my soul tribe joining me and a very rock very special rock star empowering women all over the globe rock star named Lane melton say hello hello people so, I'm excited. I uh, really want to know all about what you got going on because you are changing lives over there. So I want to introduce you a little bit first. She is the owner and founder and creator of Tribe of Melanation of Women, correct? <laughs> <I> want to <laughs> say that right. <laughs> and it's you correct okay. me if I said it
1: wrong. <laughs> it's it's melanin nation
0: <laughs> there we go there we go you guys will get all the links and stuff in the link so so yeah so tell us so I mean do you want to kind of jump right into it do you want to like explain your message your service your mission um so, we know we have, all my audience knows that on the collective culture we don't edit anything. We don't do any of that. We just go with it. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? That's great because um,
1: you know, dealing with um, the struggle of being a perfectionist, that's one thing that would hold me back a lot from a lot of things. So I'm glad to hear that you don't, you know, do the editing and you don't, you know, expect everything to happen perfectly. So
0: I'm excited about that right there. Huh. Right. Well, we're realistic <laughs> around here. That's, yeah. that's what the collective culture does. It's a realistic lifestyle brand and you can't be realistic if you're editing. So Exactly. And
1: that's perfect because it also aligns with some of the things that I'm going to talk about, um, awesome. you know, in the podcast. And one, especially being the Raw Cafe, which I'll um, get into shortly. Um, yeah. But for it, Raw is an acronym for Real Authentic Woman. Um, mm. And so it's just, you know, basically about being that. But um, yeah, so I will kind of like jump right in. But okay. Not jump right in. Okay. If that makes sense.
0: <laughs> I just want you to talk about all the awesome work you're doing mm-hmm. and how you are, you know, moving the needle for women and how you can be of service to more, you know?
1: Yes. Um, so, Tribe of Melanion Nation, actually, well, nope. I just said I was going to jump in, but not jump in, right?
0: Yes. So,
1: before I actually get to the tribe part of it, let me just give you a little bit of background of who I am and how I got where I am today. Um, so I, I have this thing that I call my 40 years to therapy. Um, and what that is, is basically, uh, a blueprint, if you will, of my life leading up to my chapter of 40. Um, and honestly, <laughs> hmm. I can remember like yesterday um, the portion of my life when I was a five-year-old little girl, um, and the reason I believe that that is so vivid for me is because um, that was the turning point, if you will, in my life. That was the the uh, what do you want to call it? The staple in my mm-hmm. life that was um, you know the the place where it all began right. um, you know for me prior mm-hmm. to you know or well after you know the newborn and all of those kinds of things right. I don't remember any of that of course but <clears throat> as this five year old girl um, I was the only child up until I was five and my mom was having my brother And this is the portion that is so vivid for me is when she was um, going into labor to have my brother, uh, the house that we lived in. which was in um, Atlantic City, New Jersey, which is where I'm from. Hey, Woo-hoo, Jersey. Hey, East Coast, Jersey girl. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're both East Coast. We were born, both of us, in the East right, Coast. Right, right. And now we're both on the
1: West Coast in right. Vegas, like right. 20 minutes away from each other, right? Right.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that moment for me, my mom was, um, you know, going into labor to have my brother, and... I just remember um, standing, like I said, the house that we lived in, it was three floors. And um, my mom and her siblings, they all had the third floor. Their rooms were on the third floor. Um, And also my great grandmother, she was up on the third floor as well. Um, But my mom was going into labor and I just remember standing at the top of the steps And I was screaming and I was crying. You know, I want my mom. I want my mom. Kind of like when you're um, taking your child to their first day of pre-K or kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And when it's time for the parents to leave, you know, the kids are crying. That was the episode um, for me. Right. And so that's what I remember. And then after that, um, as they were taking her down um, the stairs... You know, of course, I couldn't go with her, so I turned and ran into my great-grandmother's room and, um, you know, got up on the bed, and I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I remember having this yellow piece of candy in my mouth, and you would think that (laughs) with all the crying that I was doing, I probably would have choked on this piece of candy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but thank God that wasn't the case. Yes. I remember having this little, this yellow piece of candy in my mouth. And I also remember, um, I'm not sure if you remember these, but the blankets, it was like a wool blanket, you know, those blankets where after you use them the first two or three times, then they become all the, the the all nappy and whatever. (laughs) Well, it was, (laughs) we're showing our age, right? Right. (laughs) It was, it was a light blue blanket and I remember this blanket. I remember the yellow piece of candy. And I remember that scene of me standing on the top of the steps crying because they were taking my mom. Um, and so what that for years, even though I had that vivid um, picture, mm-hmm. I really couldn't piece it together as to why I kept having um, such vision. And, um, finally, you know, after so many years, it, it clicked, it dawned on me that that was that pivotal moment in my life. Um, you know, standing at the top of the steps, this yellow piece of candy and, you know, this blanket. And so for me, that candy, because I fell asleep with the candy in my mouth and when I woke up. I have no clue where that piece of candy went. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it dissolved. I don't know if it was lost in the blanket. I, I don't know where that piece of candy went. But what those things signified for me was um, the way the rest of my life was going to be up to a certain point. Wow. And I say that to say, as that little girl... When my, when they took my mom down the stairs and when it got to the point where I could no longer see her in my mind, my mom is gone, you know, I want my mom, but my mom is gone. Where is she? Mm -hmm. And so the part that that played was when she came back home, she came home with, of course, my brother. And so now it's like, hold up, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) Who are you? you?
1: Know? <laughs> yeah. Why are you here? And why are you continuing to be here? Like.
0: And you're you... taking all my intention away.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly what that signified for me. Um, and then a year later, <clears throat> my dad, he had um, my second brother, but it was with another, um, with my now stepmom or my bonus mom, I call her. Right. My BM. She's my BM. um Mm. and that's not baby mama
0: (laughs) but uh or or bowel movement or bowel movement (laughs) or
1: any of those things that's my bonus mom (laughs) and I, I and I love her like she's she's so bomb um but I'll talk about that a little bit later too but um my dad you know was was with her and they had their first son which was my second brother Right. And so again, it's like, hold up, like wait a minute, what is going on here? So for me, I felt like I was left standing in the middle with both my hands reached out, waiting for you know my mom and or my dad to grab my hand. But now we have these two new babies, mm-hmm. and it's like, um, you know, now I'm lost. I'm in the middle but I have no one to reach out and grab me. So that's what that, you know, signified for me. And let me just, you know, give a little bit of clarity. That's not to say I don't want anyone to to misconstrue that my parents neglected me or left me or anything like that. However, and I'm saying that because I'm going to get into this um, in, in a little bit. But I'm saying that because for a long time, I labeled myself <clears throat> as being emotionally neglected and, you know, all of these right. things. Um, but like I said, I'll, I'll go a little deeper into that as well. So, you know, that's what that portion of my life was. Um, and but it's interesting.
0: Candy- it's in- I was just about to say, it's interesting that an inanimate object, which I always there's energy on everything everything Mm -hmm. carries energy but those inanimate objects kind of were the the rope I guess if you will that pulled you Mm -hmm. to this place where you felt okay especially okay enough to go to sleep right you know when you were scared and you didn't really understand what was going on so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and so um that's where the yellow piece of candy came in. And um, that piece of candy, like I said, it disappeared.
0: Right.
1: And the, the significance of that um, in connection with, you know, my life was, I felt like I had disappeared to everyone. I felt like oh, wow. I wasn't seen anymore. And mm-hmm. I felt those ways For the, you know, uh, 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 the remainder of my childhood life um, and all the way through to my adult life leading up to my 40 years to therapy. Um, And so. Prior to me turning 40, um, like I said, I felt like I had been emotionally neglected and, you know, I wasn't seen and you know, all of those things and feeling these types of ways <clears throat> leads to a lot of different things. Um mm-hmm. and some of those things are, you know, you look for um, like they say, looking for love in all the wrong places and right. you know, different things like that. Now, um, fortunately for me, well, I won't say fortunately for me, um, because I don't, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) well, one of the things that I like to do is I I like to think about what I'm thinking about and listen to what I'm speaking or what I'm about to say. Um, I like
0: what you just said. You like to like to think, you wait, you like (laughs) what you like to think about. Like you... So to me, I just heard, I don't, I try not to think about things I don't like. Right. I think about what I think about. Right. But you're okay with what you're thinking about because, you know, I mean... As mindset coaches, which we both are, like mm-hmm. we we tend to deal with a lot of clients who don't like what they think about. Right, and they reject their thoughts and they mm-hmm. turn their thoughts into this chaos, which is mm-hmm. what ultimately brings them to us in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I like I, I know it was a weird thing to like stop you on, but I like that you <laughs> said that because it sounded like you like what you think about, or I you do
1: I do now, and I'm glad you did right. stop me and bring that up because, like you said there's a lot of people who don't like what they think about. And right. I used to be one of those people. I didn't mm-hmm. like the thoughts that I had. I didn't like the things mm-hmm. that I thought about because the things that I thought about caused me to do things that wasn't my authentic self. Mm. However, in thinking that way or having that mindset and, um, and, and doing those things, it, it, it was just a, a part of, the learning process. It was a part of the growing process. It was a part of, you know, the whole journey. Absolutely. And I feel like um, had I not been in that mental space or those mental spaces, um, I probably wouldn't be in the mental space that I'm in today. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think about what I think about, which if we're doing labels or, or titles or whatever, that would be mm-hmm. called what a critical thinker.
0: Yeah. It's also so,
1: self-awareness too. Yeah. So, um, and, and one thing about me, I don't, <laughs> I don't,
0: <laughs> here's the don't thing like guys, a little them. backstory, a little backstory I must say before she continues is that, <laughs> I have so literally almost every day. I have so many epic conversations, and and Miss Lane is not is not exempt from that. We have these epic conversations, and every time I tell everybody, why aren't we recording this? <laughs> so finally, we're recording it. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I know, right? With the airplane over top of my
1: head. Hey, right? you know what? Real life. Real life. <laughs> literally real life That's i live right. like what three minutes from the airport but anyway um i'm not one who likes uh labels or titles or rules for that matter mm-hmm. um i like to move the way i like to move i like to speak the way i speak i like to like to just who be I am. yeah right And I'm saying this now, and I'm saying this because I actually do like it. In fact, I love it there. I spent years, years Mm -hmm. not being my authentic self, not um, even knowing what that was or how to even get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I used to, and sometimes I still catch myself because it's, it's, um, such a conditioned right um piece of me but my family <laughs> you, when I was younger they always called me white girl
0: what?
1: they always <laughs> called me white girl meaning you know I always you know had this proper language uh, okay. um, you know and all of those kinds of things right and I'm like no that's just like like That's the sounds you make come out of your mouth. I mean. Right. Now don't get it twisted. Cause I'm from the back. Okay. (laughs) BMC for life. That's that's where I I, was crazy. Cause
0: I got a little hood in me too.
1: And I like, I mean, seriously, like where I live in Atlantic City, it was, it's called back Merlin. I live back Merlin, you know, I'm I'm BMC for life. So don't get it twisted. Like I have, you know, i I talk how I talk. Right. And what I've learned and what I'm learning is um and not that you are trying to be someone you're not. Right. Not that you're trying to impress or any of those things, but you're not always, we don't remain the same. We're we're constantly changing, we're constantly evolving, we're constantly growing. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to learn more of who you are, when you start to tap into your real authentic self, Mm -hmm. you start to learn these things about yourself. And some things take a little more um, getting used to than others, because like I said, we've been conditioned in so many ways for so long that Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes some things you're afraid of you're afraid to be anything other than what you've known for as long as you've known it. And that's
0: uh, basically it's always based on other people's opinions. Though, always you know? based on other people's yeah. opinions.
1: Right. And, that's and it's gotten it's- worse
0: since social media has been a thing, Oh you know, yeah. but that's a huge part of
1: learning to tap into your real authentic self, learning to tap into who you are and mm-hmm. being comfortable with, with who you are acceptance um, yes you're right and, and the biggest acceptance is the acceptance of self mm. it's not being say it accepted, again. <laughs> the biggest acceptance <laughs> is the acceptance of self and I'm going to say along with that um, I dealt with a lot of that I dealt with a lot of that because like I said for many years I didn't even know how to um, even start to think about how to get to myself. Right. Like I was so far away from who I am. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine.
0: <laughs> it was a it was a bird flying. It was coming my oh jeez no <laughs> bloopers and everything. Uh, well, um, do you think? Do you think that we it, like our soul contracts? Because I know you kind of believe in that too. Do you think that maybe our soul contract l- tells us as humans that we, we probably can't get to our authentic self until a certain time in our life because we have to go through these things mm-hmm. in order to learn. Right. Cause, cause right. I'm on the same journey and you're a little older than me. So, mm-hmm. but I'm still also in the same place that you are. And I feel like this is just my time. Yeah. To be my authentic self and to be okay with who I am and, and not care really others' mm-hmm. judgments, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you agree um, with that?
1: I agree with that. And I yeah. agree with that because, you know, going through your own journey, your own life, your own experience. And one of my favorite things to say is, you know, experience is the best teacher. And I, I believe that. Um, and I believe that because like you just said, I feel like, uh, what do they call it? The, um, the preliminaries,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: I feel like for me specifically, I feel like from the time I was born up until my 39th year were my preliminaries.
0: Your pregame. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Help a sister out. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I I feel like that was, like you said, my Mm pregame and literally the moment I stepped into, first of all, I can't even tell you what happened the year I turned 39. It was like, I was 38 and then I was 40. (laughs) (laughs) 40.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm having a similar situation because I turned 39 this year and it went by so fast that... (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't want, hold on. I'm not ready for a (laughs) number change yet. (laughs) Like I've had three in the beginning of my age for nine years. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. So yeah, like I, you're right. though. 40 is a very, I can only speak for women's perspectives, obviously, because I'm a woman, but 40 is definitely a 40 years for a woman is mm -hmm. definitely a crucial, uh, what Mm -hmm. is it? 3 4 decades it's 4 decades of you learning who you are and i say well, 3 yeah. or 4 because by the time you get to 40 that that fourth decade mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. already starting to get there so i would say probably your first 3 decades is where you're really learning who you are right. what you like right. and you're ma- and you're you know you're making friends you're having experiences and then mm-hmm. by the time you're 40 you know, we kinda get a little set in our ways and Yeah.
1: <laughs> like like they say, I like to watch um oh my gosh, what is it called? I can't even think of it. It's on um it's on B E T plus and it is called it's with oh my goodness, Missy. Um but anyway
0: You'll think about I'm it like, after the episode.
1: <laughs> one of the thing right, one of the things that they said is um you know, someone said life doesn't begin until 40. And and I believe that. Like, I, I mean, not that there's no life prior right. to you turning right. 40, of
0: course, but... It's just not, it's not the life <clears throat> that you are okay with, I think, because uh, we, we're supposed to make mistakes in our yeah. teens and well, our like 20s. well, like you said,
1: that's that pregame, and then you mm-hmm. hit 40, it's like game on. Game on, and,
0: exactly.
1: And that's exactly what happened for me. Um, like I said, I, I have no clue, like, what was going on when I was 39, but when I hit 40, it was like that light, like, just went ping, mm-hmm. and it, it came on, and it started to shine bright. Um, And so now turning 40, it's like, okay, it's like all of a sudden, you know, um, my mindset started to change um, from where it was prior to 40 to now being a little more mature, um, a little more grown up. And I say a little more because I mean exactly that. It was a little more because go I ahead. still had a lot of journeying to go. Um, mm-hmm. And so turning 40, like I said, the light came on. And now my mindset is a little different. It's a little more mature. It's a little more grown up. And now it's like that information is starting to process. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting... Um, not anxious, but now I'm wondering, like, who am I for real? Like, I'm I'm well, 40 so I was just gonna now. ask you who, where, where is your mindset now? Yeah, uh, my mindset now. Well, wait a minute, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you where okay. it is okay. now. But we getting there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just get passionate, <laughs> but you know, turning forty, so that light came on, and it's like, okay, now. I'm ready for this next phase. I'm le- ready for this next level, um, of learning, you know, who I am. And mm-hmm. so I, um, let me see, I turned 40 and I turned 48 years ago. I'm 48. Well, I'll be 49 in April. So I turned 40. What was that?
0: 2013. thirteen? Mm-hmm. Yes ish. Yeah. Almost nine years ago. Yeah.
1: So I turned 40 in 2013. So that next year I was working in the school system. Um, and by the end of 2014, I had just decided to quit my job. Um, and it was a whole bunch of, because I was ready to move into entrepreneur, um, you know, the entrepreneur world.
0: Right.
1: Um, I've always wanted to be my own boss. I've always wanted to move the way that I want to move and do the things that I want to do. But here's the thing that happened with me. And I'm sure this has happened with a lot of other people as well. Um, You know, you hear a lot of times, you know, make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have an exit plan. Make sure you have this. Make sure you have that. I didn't have any of that. I knew what I wanted and I knew what I was feeling. And so I moved on instinct because that's what I was feeling. It was a gut, you know, feeling for me. And so I did what I felt I needed and wanted to do in that space at that time. So I made the choice. However, after doing that, now, mind you, going back, I said my mindset was a little more mature, a little right. more grown up, <laughs> right? And I'm saying that because when I quit my job, um, prior to me doing that, uh, one of my colleagues, and we're still friends to this day, he and I, we worked together. Um, I was actually a paraprofres- pa- pa- paraprofessional. So I, had, I was one-on-one with special needs um, children. And Uh and I loved it. I loved it. Um, And I think one of the reasons I loved it so much was because my first child, um, my son, when I had him, he was born with a brain tumor. And um, he only lived for two weeks. However, prior to him transitioning, um, you know, they had set up uh, for him to have the surgery, they were going to um, insert a shunt, which was going to drain the fluid down, you know, from his brain, right. um, you know, through the tube. <clears throat> and I, I know that I would have had to raise um, a child with, you know, special needs. Um, yeah. special needs. And did and you think, say
0: how old you were when you had? Because I think it's important. I, she's already told me this story, guys, but I wanted to just...
1: I was... I was 17 when I got pregnant with him. I had him when I, when I um, was 18.
0: Um, and we had talked about how young you were to like have to go through something like that. Just, right,
1: whew. right, yeah. Um, and so I think, not think, I know that that's a part of the reason why I loved what I did <coughs> in the school system um, because I just have, um, I had such, you know, the gift in that space to work with, you know, children with disabilities. Um,
0: and so... Uh, and that takes a strong mindset in itself.
1: Right. Um, and you know what?
0: Yeah. Mental, See- mental health is is something that is everywhere, but it's mm-hmm. nowhere because nobody wants to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bad thing. Right. But uh, we are all struggling with it. So right. To- and you
1: know what? I wouldn't... And- I don't think I want to use the word struggle, um,
0: but we're all faced way, with it, I guess. You
1: know, in yes, some in some way, shape, or form, we—it's there. Right. It's there, and because, uh, again, talking about the labels, you know, because right. um, you know people put such labeling on mental health and mental illness. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, a lot of the time, don't. Um, relate to our own selves having you know mental um health issues or mental illness of any kind because you don't want to have the label of being crazy
0: right well that's the thing you just the word illness it right it it just makes it out to be something negative right Right. away right i try to stop myself from saying mental illness because that's Mm -hmm. all i've ever heard yeah But I try to just say mental health instead of, you know, it's all in the, I mean, words can be very powerful. (laughs) They
1: are. Words are. Because the
0: intention that's behind it. And when you say the word illness, the intention behind it can't be anything other than bad. It just never can. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Just wanted to interject.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. So, yeah. So I ended up, you know, um, leaving my job and like I said I knew I may not have had a plan written out but I knew the the route that I wanted to take um you know within Mm -hmm. however what happened was I shared a lot of where I was um the space that I was in the things that I wanted to do the ideas that I had and you know, um, how I wanted to move and all of that. I shared that with Mm. way too many people. And so then you start to get everybody's opinion on, you know, your way of life. And again, going back to the mindset, Mm. if and when you are not as mentally strong to be able to stand in your stuff, knowing what it is that you want, regardless of what somebody else says or thinks or how they feel or, you know, how you're judged or whatever. Um, it's easy. It's easier for you to, you know, fall off track,
0: to mm-hmm.
1: lose sight of what it is that you had set out for you. Right. Um, and the reasons why you did what you did. Because all of that starts to drown that out. And you have now allowed a bunch of chaotic noise,
0: no, I mean.
1: um, you know, in your head. And it's like you're, you're just, you know, hearing all these voices and you're, you know, um, so into what people are going to say or what people mm-hmm. are thinking or, you know, how they're looking at you, how they're judging you and people telling you, oh, well, that was dumb. Why would you leave your job? Um, right, you right. know um, are you financially stable or you know what's your next move and you are know you all married? of those are you yeah, you know, yeah, yeah all, all of these things, things. Yeah. Um, and it's like it becomes like I said if you're not uh, mentally built you know enough to withstand all that or not even to withstand it but to okay that's your opinion and you know you're allowed to have your opinion but this is my life and this hmm. is what I'm choosing to do for me I know, you know, basically, um, using your, your, uh, tunnel vision and keeping your eye on the prize. Right. So I didn't do that. I wasn't mentally strong enough to keep myself, um, fixated on what my plan was for me. And so I easily fell off and I easily sabotaged myself and I easily, um, fell into a space of, you know, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to make money? You know, money right. became the the main factor of everything. Now, don't get me wrong. Money, yes, we, we need money to do, um, Unfortunately. To, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but money is, it's a tool. It's a resource. It's not you know, the end all be all. And so what's crazy
0: though, to me is the thing that we put the most efficient I I can't even talk, talk to that. The <laughs> thing that we put the, that we put priority over everything else in life, things mm-hmm. that aren't real,
1: Yeah, like
0: time, time isn't real. We created time. If we didn't have mm-hmm. clocks, we would have a clue what time it was. We would only right. know that it's dark outside. So it's nighttime. You know what I mean? Right. And then the right. other thing is money. The mm-hmm. only reason we need money is because the powers that be say that we have to have it in order to mm-hmm. pay our bills. You know? mm-hmm. So it's like these things that we put so much emphasis. I can't even say that word. I don't know why. We, <laughs> we always do that to ourselves. And yeah. when we start to get older, we start to realize, because you said in the beginning, experience. It leads, mm-hmm. every, leads to everything. So you have to experience enough in this life. To mm-hmm. understand all of that.
1: Right. You know, right. You're,
0: you're not, like you said, you're not mentally capable of doing any of that yet. Right. Right. So.
1: And so fast forwarding a little bit, you know, all of that, you know, I experienced all of that and I experienced it um, not once, not twice, but maybe like three times um, prior to getting to where I am today. Um, and so, you know, that was when I was 44 that's when I moved out here. Turning 44 is when I moved out here to Vegas. Wait. 43. 44,
0: 45, 46. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. They all kind of just smushed together. Yeah, okay. So I've moved I've been so, in so Vegas. many times. I'm like, where <laughs> am I at now? <laughs> oh, yeah. No,
1: I'm trying to figure out. The amount of time, but I moved to Vegas five years ago. This past November was five years for me. So, um, you know, and then prior to me moving here, you know, things just started getting really tight and tense. And I was falling into um, a deep depression. Um, You know, I felt boxed in, I felt closed Mm -hmm. in, I felt like nobody cared enough. To ask, you know, am yeah. I okay? Do I need oh. anything? And that's you know, just such an, an easy thing to
0: do. That's such right. an easy thing to do is just to reach out and ask someone if they're okay, you know? Right, I've right. always been that friend. I'm always the friend that's like, let me know you get home okay. Let mm-hmm. me know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's me. That's me. Yeah. And
0: I was just about to say,
1: you know, when you are... um uh living or trying to live according to a lot of the, um, principles of life. Um, and one of those things is, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I grew up, um, Baptist Christian. Um, however, because that is, you know, um, do unto others the way, because that is in the Bible, um i now look at it differently i don't look at it as a religious uh from a religious standpoint um or because it's in the bible per se mm-hmm. but like i said because i look at it as one of the principles of life mm. um you know of treating others good yeah you know well, you, because you... you want to
0: be treated good right. right you get what you give always yes yeah.
1: and so um, I threw the, birds, that little part the bird.
0: The bird wanted there. to agree with that, so <laughs> <laughs> the bird's
1: like, that, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? I threw that little part in there because, like I said, I grew up Christian. Um, however, I don't take on the religious um lifestyle anymore. I don't take on the religious labels, um my thing now and I just had this conversation the other day. Uh, I think I was talking to my daughter and I was or was I talking to myself? I don't know. I talk to myself a lot. Sometimes more than I talk to people. That's However, good. <laughs> that's real good because <laughs> listen and I answer myself okay. Hey you so, know what? Because you know what? We're I always right. To... <laughs> but listen let me say this. I used to joke about that um, and, and, and as many other people did and still do about talking to yourself and um, I would hear a lot of times just don't answer yourself because again, that mm. is being, you know, talking to yourself and then answering yourself. You're being labeled quote unquote crazy, right? You have a mental illness. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But not, but however, what I am learning and have learned in reference to that talking to myself and, and, and answering myself is because everything that we could ever need comes from within it comes from within so when you're saying and I I like to refer back to um, it's this one song Mary Mary um, has it's called it's the God in me and it is that Mm
0: -hmm. it is
1: that Mm -hmm. it's the God in me the kingdom is is within Mm -hmm. and so you know you and I were talking about this as well Um, as far as we were talking, speaking about heaven and hell right. and I'm not taking away from any way that anyone lives, believes or, right. or whatever. I'm speaking from my
0: experience. Yeah. And, from yeah, and my... I told you, I told you, it's very similar to yoga where you're on your mat and this is right. your practice and it doesn't right. matter what's going on around you. You know, I I think that's what I learned to just Mm -hmm. take care of me is when I was, when I first started doing yoga back when I was 18 years old and realizing this is my practice and life is practice and, and all that, you know?
1: Yeah. And this is all a part of my 40 years to therapy because all of these things, all of these, um, evolutions, all of these enlightenments, um, did not happen for me until, um, I started to journey through my forties. Uh, mm. and so with the whole spiritual journey for me, like I said, I grew up Christian. And so that was something that was, um, passed down generation to generation because that's what the majority of my family is right. and was, you know, it wasn't and something so- you
0: picked up authentically on right. your own. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, and I get it, you know, of right. course, you know, when I was younger or when we're children, you know, all those things, like, we don't just come out and say, oh, I want to be this. Oh, I want to um, live this way or I want to, you know, uh, practice it, whatever.
0: No, it's, I mean, the closest we get to that is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, yeah. like, that's all we really get. <laughs> right. So, you know,
1: I'm just saying how
0: we are uh
1: born into whatever it is that we're born into however when we grow up and 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 we get to the knowledge of and and unfortunately when we get to the age of knowing we we're, we're still not afforded the liberty to be right you know what I mean? Yeah, we're we're still not afforded yeah. the liberty to be. A lot of that comes from within the household, your your parenting, mm-hmm. how you're raised, and you know all of those things. And my kids were um, were joking one time, and they were saying how remember how mommy used to wake us up um, early in the morning to pray, and remember how you know mommy used to make us. Um, do this and do that. She made us sing on the choir. She made us, you know, all of these <laughs> things, right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yes, that's true. I did. But right. I did only what I knew right. to do. And so that, a portion of that comes from, you know, you you only do what you know. You only give what you have. Exactly. But also connected to that. Is like I said, that generational pass down, mm-hmm. you know, that's that phrase, and so it's like, when do you get to the point where you're able to allow that child the liberty, um, to be,
0: you mm-hmm. know, and
1: I'm not saying let your child just go on out and do right, of course, you know not. yeah, you want to keep However, them safe. What I am saying is acknowledge the fact that even at a young age, your child is a being. Your mm. child has feelings, mm-hmm. emotions, and right. and want, want and need to express, you know, who they are, which is why we get a lot of rebellious individuals.
0: Right. Because, well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's my journey with my son, you know, being on the spectrum. I was... When it first got brought to my attention, I was completely against it. I was like, "Nope, mm-hmm. you're wrong. There's nothing wrong with him. He has no symptoms. There's I'm not taking him to the doctor. He's not getting put on medication." And then it, you know, I had some things happen in my life along the way as he got older, and it changed my mindset on it and mm-hmm. made me be open to who he actually is and stop rejecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, but it all stems back to mindset. And the, and the reason I say that now is because i uh, getting told that we're going to run out of time. So I don't want to miss anything that you've got going on with your mindset journey. And I want you to talk about your business yeah, I'm right before going this app tells me no more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I want everybody to know the great work that you're doing. And I want you to be able to talk about it. And we can also do this again whenever yeah. you want. And I, no, I'd that's, love that's- to. That's perfect because
1: I was literally about to say, so, you know, fast forward and again, where I am now, you know, Tribe of Melanin Nation. Um, I started that two years ago, well, almost three years um, in 2019, and um, it just started from my own personal experiences. Tribe of Melanin Nation um, represents the voice of uncomfortable for the melanin woman, and because, um, you know, that is me and just going from my experiences and not just my experiences, but for over 20 years now, I've always had other, you know, uh, women and young girls come to me for advice on things that I had, um, just literally gone through, um, things that I was, uh, possibly dealing with at the time, um, or whatever, you know, something that I had, you know, um, had happened to me and so I was always able to help steer them in that right direction or in that direction which leads them to going within to find the answers I would I would never um say do xyz and that's going to work right but what I like to do is um open you up to tapping into self and I feel like the deeper we go within, um, the better we are coming out. And yeah. so um that's what Tribe of Melanination is all about. And I just added a new um uh piece to that, which is the Raw Cafe, the real authentic woman cafe. And so um with the Raw Cafe, uh, it is a private platform, it's a uh membership. Mm-hmm. Um uh, community and and inside of that community you know uh where will be it'll be an, uh a platform where we as women are able to express and really be our authentic selves um you know we do it'll be p- parts of breathing and meditation mm-hmm. it'll be um you know just conversation uh Three parts of that is <clears throat> Friday. I call it Feel Good Friday, mm-hmm. and so um, two Fridays of the month, you know, we'll have either um, I call it Black Girl Espresso because it's set up as cafe menu type. So right. um, it's really called Black Girl Expressions where we have that open forum and we can just talk about any and everything um, and just release you know, whatever energy yes. that has been keeping us bound, whatever, that's what that's, um, that portion is, but on the thing, is called um, black girl expression, almost like espresso type thing, and then right. we have um, on Saturdays, we'll have like a brunch type uh, setting where we, nope, let me, I'm sorry And I'm, I'm sorry, Saturday, the brunch type is the black girl expressions Friday is feel good, Friday's where I have, um, I'm connected with a great, great, great soul of mine. She's like that uh, daughter slash um, friend slash sister, you know, all of those Mm -hmm. things. Um, And she teaches uh, grown and sexy, you know, dance. Um, And so she will, she'll do on um, one Friday of the month, She'll do, um, you know, teach us a dance. And it's in her, her, uh, what am I trying to say? Her, um, what she's representing is um, building confidence, you know, on the dance floor. And so all of that, all of that, it ties in. And then on Sundays, um, as a part of the Raw Cafe, it will be um, breathing and central stretching. I do a central stretching class um where we'll do um kind of like yoga mm-hmm. um incorporated with stretching <clears throat> where we are allowing ourselves to open up especially in the sacral area um the womb nice. area and dealing with you know releasing all of that um uh, bound up energy mm-hmm. from the womb because you know as women that's where we carry out, mm, oh, everything Lord everything everything yeah. and you know not only is it a, a mental or emotional thing but it's a physical thing
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: because it, it um contributes to a lot of health issues that we have as women right. um and so that's what the raw cafe is all about um allowing women to like i said become their real authentic woman self um And just, you know, learning how to be who you are uh, without apology, without judgment, um, excuse me, or any of those things. Um, So,
0: yeah. So are you you taking on clients still? Are you available for one-on-one coaching still? I do
1: have um, one-on-one coaching. I also Mm -hmm. do um, VIP days, which is an intense one-on-one session um, wrapped up in a three-hour session, you know, on whatever that day is that we choose. My one-on-one sessions, I like to start with um, 90 days or three months. um, And then once we get to that, you know, 90-day mark, you know, you can choose if you want to extend it for another um, 90 days or whatever the case is. Um, So, yeah, I do um, have Mm -hmm. spaces open for one-on-one coaching and um, VIP days, if that's something, you know, that you're interested in um, as a kickstart to, you know, learning how to tap into self and master your mindset.
0: Um, Now, I know people can find you on Facebook because you do lives,
1: correct, on there every Wednesday? Yeah, well, that changed or is changing, so um, oh, and Worthy Woman Wednesday, I'm glad you said that, so Worthy Woman Wednesday is um, another entity to um, you know, Micheline Melton and Tribe of Melanin Nation and what that is um, starting January the 5th, next week um, and this will be live on my Instagram at Tribe of Melanin Nation
0: Mm -hmm. Um, and don't worry guys I'm going to put all her links and stuff so you can yeah. find her and and then tell her, tell everybody where your, where your website is too, so they can check that out as well.
1: And my website is www.MichelaineMelton.com. Um, M-I-S-C-H-L-A-N-E-M-E-L-T-O-N.com. Um, but yeah, January 5th is our first Worthy Woman Wednesday Spotlight, in okay. which I will have um, a phenomenal woman come on live with me and just talk about her um her version of worthy woman um and you don't have to be this uh great uh ceo business woman it doesn't matter mother wife single whatever Just you being you just yeah. you being you um so if you're you know interested in being on the worthy woman spotlight um you could send me a message uh on either of my platforms, Facebook or Instagram. Um, January is already booked. I am um, booking for the following months. So yeah, reach out to her.
0: Like I said, I want to do this again with you. And I really want to hone in on mindset coaching and what mindset coaching is to us and how, you know, in an episode, maybe we can kind of cover some things. Mm hmm.
1: Um, absolutely to move the needle
0: for some people because I really want to do that and I feel like there's just yes there's a lot of free resources out there but I I just don't know how much it helps how much it drives people forward a lot of times I notice my clients especially they're you know spending the money on themselves Mm -hmm. that's what pushes them but then again money is Mm -hmm. that. It's not yeah. real, you know, so we have to push that away that that kind of mindset of where, oh, well, if I spend all this money, then I'll actually do it. You yeah. <laughs> and I was going
1: to say, and if you're anything like me, like I used to subscribe to this and subscribe to that and become a member mm-hmm. of this and a member of that mm-hmm. and have the, the, the resources and the tools. But just giving me something and saying here, go read this and do this. Right. And there's no interaction. Like right. I, I, I don't function well that way. Like I need some type of interaction with. The person or or the the company or whatever that um especially for something like that with you know mindset coaching or whatever um and, and just it's co- to, real quickly I do also um have a 12-week course which is a group coaching um but it's just that like it's a 12-week course and yes I give you the material and you work at your free will however we do interact so it's not just like I'm giving you this and you're on your own completely. So,
0: right. Well, that's good. Cause I mean, it's accountability when you're in a low vibration, which is most of the time when people go to coaching mm-hmm. and coaching in itself has blown out of proportion. I mean, there's so many coaches now and unfortunately not all of them are in it for the right reasons. Yeah. But that being said, um, right. we are, you and me, I know for sure, and our lovely friend patients, we're all trying to really push the needle forward for people. And it's not about the money, guys. It's not. It's never going to ever be about that for us.
1: Right. The only Every-
0: reason we're even charging for our services is so that we can continue to do this on a continue grander to, scale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah. that's everything. That's the yeah. intention behind anything you're doing is everything. Yeah. So because I, mindset is everything. Everything. Well, everything yeah. starts with your mind. Whatever yeah. you're thinking is the actions you're gonna take. Yeah. Yep.
1: And you mentioned patience. Um patience is actually my first guest for Worthy Woman Wednesday. Um
0: on January 5th. <laughs> Ooh,
1: patience.
0: Shout yeah. Patience. Love you. Feel yeah. better soon. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So I'm gonna wrap this up, guys. I like I said, I I if you'll come back on, I want to have you on again um, and dive deeper into both of our minds. Um, so yeah, don't worry, guys. I will. I, I don't will know if you want to go too deep in my mind. It's like no, I'm just kidding. oh, I don't, me either. But you know what? <laughs> we do it. We do it off the record. So let's let's try to do it on the record. I mean, yeah. you don't even know. We will have conversations, listeners out there. We will have conversations about everything. It's not just about mindset. I mean, right.
1: we go right. down rabbit holes. so Right. And it's authentic conversation. That's it's right. nothing, you know, scripted or, no. uh, you know, edited or whatever, like you said in the beginning. But, um, mm. yeah, definitely. I'm definitely open to that. I love to um, express who I am and how I feel and, you know, what I'm thinking, because there's, again, tribe of melanation, it represents the voice of uncomfortable. And there's a lot of us who feel trapped or uncomfortable mm-hmm. expressing our authenticity. Yeah. So, and it's unfortunate.
0: Yes. So, and
1: yes. so absolutely. But we're
0: here to help guys. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me again, guys on this, lovely episode where I I, I can't even begin to be grateful for the people and women that have been brought into my life because you guys are changing me in such amazing, beautiful ways. So to anyone out there listening, please check out my website as well, ninahogan.com if you haven't yet. And until next time, ciao. Ciao.